Today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Guide. Want to make your next trip unforgettable? There's an easy way to do that. Book a Get Your Guide travel experience. Whether you're into food, nature, culture, sports, immerse yourself in the things that you love on your next vacation. For example, you could check out the Sherlock Holmes tour in London. You could take a pasta making class in Rome, experience the San Diego whale and dolphin watching cruise, or go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. They've got a night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, a New York City street art and graffiti tour. They've even got a Chicago river cruise and architecture tour. Uh, I have to stress that my family went on one of these uh, architecture boat tours of Chicago, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that you want to turn to get your guide for. Whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor, featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Laddermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, this time we're talking about space drugs. Uh, Allison, you've seen Dune, right? Um, the film Dune? Yes. Of course I have. With Sting? Yes. Sure. Okay. Do you remember that they had the, the whole bit with the, uh, with the spice, right? Melange. Yes. They got it. They... That's also the name of the, the place that cuts my hair. I wonder if it really? was inspired Did by the Dune Do they all have blue eyes? Can they... Um, no. Okay. No sandworms there or anything? No, but okay. they do have some good stylus. Oh, I wish I'd, well, I'm going to, I wish I'd known about that earlier. I would have come up with a lot of jokes about, um, hair salons on Dune. But, but anyway, the, like I say, the Dune centers around a drug. Um, this fantastic space drug that people take so they can see into the future and, and by seeing into the future, uh, dodge, uh, catastrophe while piloting giant spaceships, uh, through the stars. And of course, science fiction drugs have no side effects, right? 
Oh well, you know they sometimes they do. Well, well, like the yeah, the spice has side effects. You end up with those blue eyes. And, oh, yeah, and then you can't. Then you're hooked on it. You can never stop taking it. Um, but yeah, they tend to have more fantastic um, uh, aspects to them. You know, it'll be something that allows you to see into the future, or it allows you to live forever. Um, uh, some of them are a little more mundane. Like the Dune also has a drug called uh, Samuda, which is all about just enjoying music a lot. Which I think we probably have some of those here on Earth. So heightening your appreciation for something, yeah. say like ecstasy might. Yeah, or uh, you know, or how you know some some movies uh, look like you you see it and you're like how how high were the people right um, who made this film like you know how high would you have Raising to be Arizona. to enjoy that what uh, that's a great comedy that's a great film. Well, I mean, I guess that's more one of those not uh, how high were they to make this film, but oh, but just how like imagine yeah to appreciate the film. Well, you can appreciate that film. Anyway, um, so back to science fiction. Yes, there, there are tons of amazing, um, amazing drugs show up. Dune's just one example. There's stuff like uh, Somic in the Worthing Chronicle, uh, Merge Nine and Altered Carbon, Soma and, and THX 1138, um, Nosedive and Heavy Metal. Um, What's stop- that? What's that? Nosedive. Uh, it's a. Uh, you know, I don't actually remember Nosedive all that well. Heavy Metal was the cartoon. Did you see Heavy Metal? I did not. Okay. Um, yeah, Plutonium uh, Nyborg was the name of it. And I think it was like this space cocaine. There was also like, one Cheech and Chong movie where they had something called Space Coke, which was supposedly like super cocaine from space. That's my understanding. I've, I have not seen that one. Um, then uh, like Philip K. Dick, of course, came up with a really weird one uh, in the Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldrick. Um, and that was something called Candy, which allowed space colonists to... Uh, really get involved with their doll collection. Like, they would have these little dolls that lived in these little houses, uh-huh. and they would take the candy, and they would, like, really um, connect with the dolls and the doll. Like, um, you know the ga- the video game The Sims? Yes. Well, imagine, like, a drug that created the effect that people were having when The Sims first came out. So there are a lot of drugs in science fiction and gaming and actually in space, though, right? Uh, yes, as it turns out, in real life... Um, science fiction aside, we do have uh, some drug use in space, uh, which is perfectly normal because we have drug use all over the place on Earth, just on an everyday, perfectly legal, perfectly normal basis from the caffeine I take in the morning to the, you know... Glass uh, of red wine you enjoy with dinner. Yes, the aspirin in the afternoon and then, you know, et cetera. So, uh, so what, what kind of, what kind of, uh, drugs do we have in space? What, what do you have? Let's start off with a pretty popular one here on Earth, booze. Ah, uh, yes. So coffee, as Robert alluded to, actually is available in space, but alcohol is really more of a gray area. Um, so let's look back in history. In 1969, good old Buzz consumed, uh, communion wine on the moon. And if you believe some of the stories, the Russian Mirror space station was, uh, Perhaps, perhaps had its fair share of vodka. Some people make that claim. Some people make that claim. And then while the ISS, the, uh, the International Space Station, is technically a dry operation, similar to some dry counties, say, in, you know, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, NASA came under scrutiny back in 2007 because there are these reports that astronauts were hitting the bottle before takeoff. And I have to say, if I were an astronaut about to take off, I might be inclined to hit the bottle, too. So I'm not... Very much kind of condemn them. Yeah, it kind of takes the edge off of... Uh, but then again, alcohol does mess with your abilities a bit, so you're really not going to want an astronaut drinking alcohol probably before takeoff. Yeah, and the PR disaster if they were to get pulled over. I mean, <laughs> about halfway up. 
So actually, um, in addition to perhaps hitting the bottle before takeoff, they've even um, done some brewing of space beers. Oh, really? Yeah. According to new scientists, there's a University of Colorado student with a, who had a little help from Coors, and the student actually sent a miniature brewing kit into orbit as part of her thesis on fermentation in space. Wow. So you might wonder how it turned out. Apparently, it was pretty foul. Yeah? Did it give people superpowers? I'm guessing it gave people superpowers. <laughs> well, I guess the thing about gravity is uh, it's it's kind of nice on Earth, but it, it actually gives a, a good head on your pint anyway. Oh, wow. I had not thought of that. Well, moving away from uh, beer to something a little more druggy, if you will, is... Uh, I will. <laughs> ...is uh, modafinil, which uh, is uh, pretty interesting. Um, and this is... Uh, uh, you may you may know uh, varieties of this as uh, Provigil um, or uh, Modalert, but uh, Modafinil is uh, basically an upper that you can take that uh, that they uh, have available for astronauts. According to the uh, the Good Drug Guide, it is quote a memory improving and mood brightening psychostimulant that quote enhances wakefulness, attention capacity, and vigilance unquote. So basically, the the deal is if you're in space. Uh, sometimes a lot of work will come up, you know, like, oh, you have to fix the portal or the uh, or the engine or something. And if it doesn't get fixed, then you might die or or millions and millions and millions of dollars um, of equipment's going to be damaged, etc. So there comes a time where you've got to stay awake. It's kind of kind of like when you're on that long car drive, you know, and uh, you take you, uppers on your long car. Drives? No, but I'm saying, you know how you're on that car drive and and it's like you're starting to fall asleep. Right. And if you keep driving while you're falling asleep, then there's a good chance you're going to die. Now, okay. but you have the, you often have the option of say pulling over yes. or stopping, you know. So this is the equivalent of stopping at the truck stop and getting one of those six-hour energy drinks. Except this is apparently like a really good six-hour energy drink that enables uh, that that doesn't have uh, it doesn't have much in the way of like jitteriness um, as a side effect, and it's all aimed at like keeping keeping the astronaut alert, uh, on task, and doing whatever needs to be done to uh, accomplish that mission and uh, keep everything functional. Not quite as exciting as an upper is a, a drug that's designed to prevent bone mass loss. And this particular one is called Zoledronate. And um, as you guys know, bone mass loss is a big problem in space. So it's only natural that scientists have figured out a way to combat bone mass loss. Originally, Zoledronate was used to prevent secondary bone tumors and cancer patients. Oh. But according to a report on BioEd Online, the drug showed promise a few years back um, as a means of slowing bone mass loss in space. So NASA's still looking into it. Looks like the jury's still out on this particular drug. Uh, we, we've, we've developed a number of technologies just to try and combat uh, bone, last, uh, bone mass loss in space. Everything from the uh, like the Stephen Colbert uh, treadmill to uh, I, I think it was called a penguin suit that the uh, the Russians worked on years and years back, and it's kind of like a mechanical uh, suit you would wear. Um, or had like elastic in it and all that it would. Uh, Basically, make all your movements would you'd have to exert more energy to perform them. Oh yeah, didn't Suzanne Summers make a, a version of that on the Home Shopping Network? Yeah. Oh wow, and like like a, a Suzanne Summers power suit. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I tease. She did well, not. Did she not? Oh okay. Because you because anybody listening to this probably was just about to hit YouTube for that. I <laughs> I wanted to run out and hit YouTube for that. Suzanne Summers in a mechanized power suit running amok on a TV set. So on your bone mast space drugs, uh, it's hard to imagine anybody abusing them on Earth. Uh, there's a different case with something called scopolamine. So w- another thing about being in a weightless environment is sometimes your uh, stomach gets a little upset. Sometimes you might vomit 
and vomiting in, in space is not a good thing at all. Uh, you know, just you can imagine it floating um, around out there. Yeah, little bits. Just then the, the sheer projectile of it would just you know cover the entire station. So you don't want it to happen uh, for any number of reasons. So they have this thing called the uh, scope decks, uh, and this is a speedy cocktail of scopolamine and dexedrine, and uh, together the, these com- combat nausea. Okay. All right. On Earth, though, scopolamine is also known as burundanga, and it is a powerful sedative extracted for the from the brugmansia. I'm guessing at that one flower, uh, which is native to Colombia. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's uh, commonly used as a central nervous system depressant uh, in patch form to treat nausea, seasickness, motion sickness, and less commonly in treatments of Parkinson's symptoms and in uh, uh, and as, as an anesthetic. But uh, where it's abused, uh, you see some cases where it's abused, though, in Colombia. Because uh, it, if taken in high enough doses, it, it uh, apparently creates this kind of, kind of can turn you into a zombie. And there have been cases where someone has been dosed with this uh, this particular drug, and then somebody has taken advantage of them, like you know, robbed them, etc. So is it kind of like a roofie? Kind of like a roofie, yeah. <clears throat> um, it just kind of makes you susceptible to whatever. Uh, in fact, the CIA uh, apparently experimented with it in the '60s to see if it could be used as like a, a truth serum. Um, now, there's also a lot of uh, urban legend surrounding this. Uh, like I think there have been, uh, I've read that there there have been emails going around saying if you go to Colombia, don't take a business card from anybody because they're lacing the business cards with drugs, and if you take it, you'll be turned into their slave for years, and that's probably not the case. And also, there's a, it's it's also a, a, an easy scapegoat. You know, it's kind of like oh, I accidentally stayed out all night. Uh, no, what am I going to tell the wife? It. Oh, somebody scopamine me. Uh, that's why that's where my money went in the evening. So. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's at once uh, an excellent uh means of uh, fighting uh, nausea in space and it's also uh uh known as the devil's breath in Colombia where it can be used to uh take advantage of people. Interesting. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. So also in space you're going to encounter vomit and lunar dust. Ooh. And lunar dust is a huge nuisance and why? Well, because you have a lot of sensitive equipment up in space and it can damage it. Especially on the moon. That's where the lunar dust really becomes a problem. <laughs> Good point, Robert. Um, if the lunar dust coats your spacesuit, for example, um, you can absorb enough solar energy to basically be baked. That really shocked me when I first learned about that. I just hadn't put one and two together on that one. And then the National Space Biomedical Research Institute, NSRBI, NSRBRI has also pointed out that if you track lunar dust into a low-gravity lunar base, it could wind up inside our lungs, and that would be bad. According to Science Daily, there are no known illnesses due to loner dust exposure, but it has a lot in common with um, fresh fractured quartz. And this is a highly toxic substance. So the long-term effects of lunar dust could be could be pretty bad. And so leading um, researchers at this NSRBRI Institute have proposed the use of target drugs to minimize the effect of these tiny particles being suspended in our lungs, which is basically a, a way of saying that they're worried about lunar dust in our lungs and they're trying to figure out ways that... It doesn't happen for the astronauts. I mean, they have to deal with enough in yeah. space. Why should course, they have to deal course with that? Because we have to actually go back to the moon for that to be a problem. So that is know. true. The, the research may be uh, put on the back burner. And now you get the you get the next exciting drug. Oh yeah. I get stuck with the bone mass loss and the the lunar dust, and you get stuff like tranquilizers. Well, um, hey, I didn't divide them up. 
or well, I guess they did, but still, um, yeah. The next one is tranquilizers, um, and uh, this is this is really awesome. Um, you know, you read a lot about people going crazy in space, or I mean, I read a lot about people going crazy in space. You probably not so much, but um, it, it's you know, it's something we have to actually uh, um, you know keep on the radar because it's a high, st- it's a st- very stressful situation up there, and uh, if somebody loses it, um, you know, it's a very Small environment, you know. A lot of people, are, you're gonna, everybody's gonna have to hang around the crazy person. The crazy person's gonna be around a lot of sensitive equipment, um, so they're gonna have to bring them under control. So, NASA actually, uh, according to a 2007 report from Associated Press, NASA actually keeps uh, a few tranks on hand just in case anyone goes crazy um, or, you know, becomes suicidal or psychotic. NASA recommends binding the individual's wrist and ankles with duct tape. Strapping them down with a bungee cord, and if necessary, sticking them with a tranquilizer oh just to God. knock them out. I think that's good to know that they have some of those on hand, and the duct tape. The duct, of course, the duct tape can come in handy just about for anything. I mean, they used it to fix uh, fix lunar rovers, um, and that goes back to the uh, the, the uh, space dust. Actually, do you remember that story? I do. Yeah, where the uh, the mud flap or the dust flaps, I guess. Oh, and the lunar rover. Yeah, so the uh, the dust flap fell off, and they realized that we, you know, hey, we can't drive this around because it's going to shoot all this uh, this lunar dust up, and uh, it's going to harm equipment, etc. So they were able to take, I believe, uh, uh, some maps that they had. They were like laminated, and then with between with that and duct tape, they built new mud flaps. So duct tape. Ever the space traveler's friend. Exactly. So it's not just that astronauts may be taking drugs in space, but scientists are also interested in using space as a sort of laboratory for figuring out new drugs. And in a far more advanced way than the uh, than the uh, the beer uh, experiment that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, space has long been heralded as a frontier for drug development. So NASA, for example, has done experiments to uh, study the 3D growth of these protein crystals in microgravity, and they were basically hoping that the structure would... Uh, help drug designers develop new treatments that target specific diseases. But the long and short of it is that in space, in microgravity, the bi- biological systems um, may do funky things that they don't, in fact, do uh, on Earth in terrestrial laboratories. So that's why uh, space proves a handy laboratory for, for drug development. And the other, the flip side of that, is that NASA has observed that the effectiveness of some drugs decreases after travel aboard the space shuttle um, or... Uh, time spent aboard the ISS. So that's kind of another obstacle to man's deep space exploration. So if you're developing all these drugs, but then you're in space for a while and they're... Right, you're not going to have enough uh, anti-vomit medication to get you all the way to your distant planet destination. So yeah, those are some of the uh, the real-life drugs that uh, one might encounter uh, in orbit and beyond. Um, and, you know, if we you know come back to for a second... To the, uh, the the science fiction stuff at the beginning, it's like anytime you encounter these crazy, fantastic space drugs, it seems like a lot of the time it's something that uh, that people encounter on a different planet. You know, it's like it's the it's the melange um, that you know is created by the sandworms. Or um, Clark Ashton Smith had uh, had the story called the Plutonium Drug that was where in, you know and this was this was written. Uh, decades and decades ago uh, and it envisioned like finding uh, plants on Mars and getting a drug from that and some sort of growth on Pluto and getting a drug from that in, in reality I mean we haven't actually found any planets that have anything can even conceivably like life so we're not we're probably not going to be finding any space drugs of that nature anytime soon but uh, clearly as long as uh, 
is humans are going to continue to be going into space, we're going to look for um, all sorts of, um, of Earth-bound and, uh, and uh, space-grown uh, drugs to help them out. So if you have a question on space, on astronauts, on drugs, or astronauts in space on drugs, send us an email at sciencestuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.